0: Welcome, everyone, to the Cardano Effect podcast, episode 97. The purpose of this podcast is to take high-level developer information and projects that are occurring within the Cardano space and break them down into bite-sized, consumable pieces of information for everyday use. I'm your host, Philippe, and let's get this podcast started. Rick and myself are the hosts of the Cardano Effect podcast, and this is our weekly live stream series where we cover the latest news and events that happen within the Cardano ecosystem. and Sometimes we go a little bit off tangent and talk about other blockchain projects as well. We also open up the YouTube chat. So this is a chance for you to interact with us. This is a very laid back episode. We have various different kinds of episodes on the Cardano Effect podcast channel. We appreciate your support. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And then without further ado, please remember that none of what we say on this podcast is financial advice. You are your best financial advisor, and if you don't think you are, you need to find someone who's qualified to do so. Rick, welcome
1: back. We missed you. How are you doing? What's going on? How's your Sunday going? It is going fantastic, Philippe. It's been a great week for Cardano and for Ada, and it's been a great Month, actually, several months. The past several months have been very good. And uh, just a reminder, we are going for number one. We are going for number one. We are not building the a brand new state-of-the-art cryptocurrency technology because we are going for number two or three or four or whatever position that the oligarchs of crypto decide we get. <laughs> so we are going for number one in utility, in use, community, market cap, the whole genie gig. Now, community, that's where the most work lies ahead of us, Philippe, right? You know, like Definitely. we hit number seven today, right? Okay, well, that's not, or six. We hit six earlier this week. We're at number seven with eight on the market cap. But when it comes to community, there's 7.7 billion people out there. So we still have about 7.69999 billion left to reach. <laughs> so the hard work is on the community side. We need your help, guys. We need your help. I'd like to give a shout out. I, I try to keep it real, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to the Cardano Foundation. Thank you very much, Cardano Foundation, for supporting this podcast. We very much appreciate your sponsorship. Also, I'd like to remind viewers who are new to this podcast, we have a lot of new viewers. All new viewers, this podcast is available on all audio streaming platforms so you can play it on your audio devices. So if you're working out or driving in your car, you can listen to the podcast if you don't have time to follow along with the live video. So just want to make that available. So Philippe, we have quite a few things on the plate today. We're going to talk about the hard fork combinator.
0: Yes, yes. So welcome everyone that's new to this podcast. We appreciate you. And we're saying that because we anticipate that there are new members here the price has been going up oh, since the since the summit that since the virtual summit we've been just hopping place after place after place like rick said i think we're number 7 now and we're going for the top spot so it's been a fun journey fun journey and everyone deserves it that's been inside this ecosystem and everyone that's new within this ecosystem just uh join us for the ride so yes what we're going to talk about first is the hard fork combinator there are plenty of videos on the IOHK channel, and they're flooding videos after video after video because the summit just happened. So, all the pre recorded sessions are slowly trickling down on the IOHK channel. So, you can go check out all the videos that you missed. There were a lot of videos, I think over 70 sessions, plenty of material that you can catch up on. But the hard fork combinator is something that's going to be happening later this month so the hard fork combinator in layman's terms it's going to allow us to migrate from byron to shelley so this is the blockchain not all nodes are on the same slot you want to make sure that all the nodes are in the same slot when you make this transition otherwise it's going to be a literal hard fork and there are going to be multiple different chains happening at the same time so this hard fork combinator allows everyone, all the nodes to reach some sort of consensus and follow one chain. You can learn more about it. Philip Kant released a video on the IOHK channel showing how it works within the Cardano ecosystem. Everything is well-researched, and he kind of looks like Serge Tankian. He's the lead singer of System of a Down. He's got that whole beard going, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Everyone has a distinct look within the Cardano ecosystem. When I saw it, he looked exactly. I know this person, so go check it out. Philip Kant it's going to avoid a hard fork and you can go ahead and ask any questions in the community and uh, visit the Cardano forum if you need a follow-up or just add someone at Twitter and someone's going to answer your question. So Rick, do you have anything to say about the hard fork combinator?
1: No, for me, it's a magic black box that sits out there in the internet somewhere and makes things work. Um, but I do have a visual aid I can give people Right now, so I'm going to transition. I'm going to I'm going to loop back to what you were describing about the hard fork combinator. And right now, there are three test nets running. There's three simultaneous test nets running in parallel. You have the former Yormangander, well, current still Yormangander ITN, which is still running. It might come into use in the future. If you haven't seen Charles' most recent whiteboard video, someone had mentioned it in the chat. Um, there's still some use available for Yormangander for testing. Uh, features in the future that we'll be talking about on this podcast also. So you have that, you have a Shelly testnet running right now where there's many pools up and they're, they're, the operators are testing different features and flexing their skills. And there's also a testnet called Mainnet Candidate, which has two Genesis files. It has the Shelly Genesis and the Byron Genesis and I think, and this is going to be used to test the hard fork combinator, okay? And they're going to come together. Now, to help explain this, I'd like to use a visual aid. I'm going to share my screen up here using Pool Tool. And there are many uh, very, very valuable tools out there, including Ada Pools and many others. We're going to use Pool Tool for this example. I'm going to share a picture of the network, okay? So, let me bring that up. Uh, let me make sure I bring up the right one. And here we go, okay? Okay. Now, here I'm on Pool Tool. Some of you are familiar with this. Um, is it visible, Philippe? Yes, it is. Okay, thank you. All right. So I'm on the Pool Tool Network, which Papa Carp, Mike, has put the Shelly test net on here directly on the URL. And most people are familiar with the home. If you go home, you see the usual home page here. But what I'm going to do. Um, And and you see on the homepage that there's um, 517 pools up, if you see that bottom right, right there. So there's 517 pools up on this particular network, okay, on this network. And the graphic you see here is the interconnectedness of those pools using the topology file, Okay. And this mass, this huge mass in the center are the interconnected pools, and there's a few outliers that aren't really plugged in. Either they're using a different topology, so they're actually plugged in, or they are maybe a test pool or something like that, or, I mean, a test relay. So we've got to keep in mind, these are relays we are looking at. They are not actual pool nodes. These are not block producers. These are relays, which makes the network even more decentralized and pretty cool how it works. So here's one network, okay? Uh, for example, I think this one is full-on Shelly, if my memory serves me correctly. This is a full-on Shelly network. Now, if I go up here to PoolTool.io and I punch in FF dot, Papa Carp has multiple networks running, okay? And here's the new network that just came up on Friday. Now, bear with us as pool operators bring these pools and relays up online. It's going to take some time. There's there's no rush. Um, might be a couple days, maybe Tuesday, late Monday, maybe Tuesday by the time we bring this network online. But this network has both the, it has the Shelly and the Byron Genesis. And it's just now coming up. People started bringing their relays up in the last couple of days and bringing up their block producers. This will be where we test the hard fork combinator is between these two networks. So this network is the combined um, Shelley and Byron. Okay. So no need to race through uh, to that one. Okay. I'm done with that screen share. I hope that makes sense to everyone. So just be alert to there. There's those two different networks. Plus the Yormungandr network is still running and the hard fork combinator is going to bring together Byron and Shelley, And that way there's no mismatch or hard forking going on. Um, whenever these different uh, Genesis blocks come up, however it works. Like I said, black box. I wish I knew how it works. Someone smarted me, put it together. I have no idea how it actually works in detail. (laughs) Did that help explain it? I hope the visual aid helped. I I got another visual. (laughs) Did the visual help?
0: I think that helped. I think that helped.
1: Okay. All right. Now I've got another visual where uh, I shared out the map of the daedalus wallet notes okay so people are currently downloading the daedalus 1.2.0 stn1 let me share that guy out Philippe. this part's amazing oh my god <laughs> i love it i love it check this out okay let me screen share this baby out there okay so this is the daedalus okay is that showing Yes, it is. Yeah, check out all these pools. This is on last week's 322, 322 pools. And uh, people got to keep in mind, remember, these rankings don't count because this is using fake ADA and people are using test parameters. They're testing the extremes, but 322 pools up in less than 10 days, I think it was, when this network came online on the 1.14.2 variant. Okay, so I think around maybe Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, you'll see a new version of Daedalus come out for the pool operators. Um, I don't know if it's a 1.2.1 or 1.3, so that the pool operators can use that on the network, on the uh, network I showed you with Pool Tool. So there's going to be a Daedalus for the pool operators to interact with on this network. As this uh, as we bring it up online, it's going to take a little bit of time, and then there will probably be another Daedalus for the users at large, the general users at large, to interact with the the test testnet. I don't know if that's in the plans or in the cards, but the, there'll be something to that effect. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Okay, so yeah, that's all I got for you. That hopefully those uh, visual aids. Oh, I was going to show you the map too. Do I still have Daedalus open? Okay, all right. Now here's a here's a Third map. Now, this is the Daedalus wallets. I know you guys are familiar with this map. You've seen me post it up before. So let me bring that guy up. These are the wallets. Okay, these are the wallets. Let me get that map up there. Okay, there we go. All right, so here's the wallet right here, the Daedalus that I have open that I just showed you. And it's interacting with some of the federated IOHK nodes to get the the blockchain. But it's also contacting all these other wallets out here. It looks like about 268 across the world is what I'm seeing on the list over to the left. And that's a map of all the wallets out there. Now, what's going to happen over the next couple weeks is we're, these are all going to come together, the, the networks. And once all the kinks are worked out, this is going to be launched as the mainnet, a combination of those wallets, the pools, The Shelly and Byron Genesis, the Hard Fork Combinator, Uh, the plan is to all come together sometime later this month, uh, end of July, early August time frame. And that's why we were going to touch on the dates. Okay, so hopefully those visual aids, good eye candy. I love eye candy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That helped, Rick. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. Yeah, they have different characteristics to these different parts of the networks, but the goal is to have them all coming together here in a couple of weeks. Yes, Just uh, want to
0: remind everyone, everyone that's new here, there are two dates that you need to be watching out for, especially if you're not running a node, if you're not a pool operator. Most of this is not pertinent to you. There will be official data list updates, which will allow you to stake. And that's going to happen in August. You'll be able to start receiving rewards on the mainnet mid-August. I believe the date is August 18th. Once again, plus or minus two days. I'm not 100% sure, but that's when you need to be looking at it. I've received a few messages about ITN rewards. If you haven't been plugged in, the ITN is over. Rewards are over. So you're not gonna be receiving rewards for the past few weeks. You will be able to get your rewards the beginning of August, I believe August 3rd. IO Global will be releasing detailed tutorials about how to claim all those rewards within your incentivized testnet wallet. The instructions will be explicit. So there are no more ITN rewards. And you'll receive them early August and you'll be able to start staking mid-August.
1: Yeah, thanks for clarifying that, Philippe. I have seen a few questions out there where people have asked that they're not seeing any more rewards show up in their dead And it's yeah. understandable because people can't just get all the news all the time, right. right? Yes. So, yeah, brief update there. Let your friends know that if they were staking on the Jormungandr ITN, that ended uh, a little over a month ago. I think it was in about June, but. June twenty-ish timeframe, yes, um, that was done a couple of weeks, three weeks ago maybe. And what's happening is the pool operators are redirecting their time, effort, and resources into the Shelley test net and the Shelley Byron test net. It does take a lot of work. It does take some time to do that. So bear with the uh, pool operators as they bring that infrastructure up online, and they're working hard to get it up online. And they're working in parallel with IOHK and the other folks that are working to do that as well. So, stay on it. Oh, you know what happened, Philippe? I got got jacked up early this week, man. What
0: happened? I got jacked up. What happened?
1: All right. So, there's a YouTuber, and I got to give him a shout out, okay? But I was mad, man. I was mad. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think it was Wednesday... Uh, I check in with the boys and I, I I look on the pool tool. I look on pool tool on my phone. I was getting out off of work, and there was another digi pull in there, a counterfeit, a an imposter. There was an <laughs> imposter digi pull on the Shelly test net, and I was like, "What? Did the guys make a pull? Hey guys, did you make another pull?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? And so they checked the pool ID and found that's not one of ours. Because we have a couple, we have our main pools that we're testing testing. Yeah. And then we got some test pools that are like for like beater pools. And uh, and we're like, who the hell is this guy? So we started to figure it out. It turns out it was a, a a YouTuber named Y Cardano. And it was actually kind of clever, but for man, I was pissed. So I tweeted it out and and the boys looked up where they stored their JSON file that. Sends that pull ticker and puts it on and and lists it on pull tool. So they changed it on pull tool and went and deleted the file that goes out to Daedalus. Uh, But that's all they could do. Well, the problem is, here's the problem. They spoofed my digi ticker. He spoofed it. He did it on purpose because he put in a GitHub uh, issue. Not just him, but a lot of people did apparently. There's been a couple over the last year and they said... Hey, people can counterfeit other people's pull tickers, spoof it, counterfeit it, steal it, whatever. And I think the main concern, which is also a concern of mine, is that you can put all this work into building a brand or building a pull ticker, whatever that pull ticker is, Blue Cheese Steakhouse or Love or whatever. And then someone can come along and steal it. They can counterfeit your brand. That's, and a problem. that's the concern. It's a problem. And right now there's no fix for it. There's no fix for it. There's a, there's a, theoretically a fix like there's uh, i guess last friday they had a talk about a, a way that they can prevent it but uh it's not in the protocol it's kind of like uh i don't know i hope they do it right <laughs> it'd be pretty sad if you can help new balance prevent counterfeiting but you can't counter you can't prevent your own pull tickers from being counterfeited that would <laughs> suck
0: <laughs> that would be an issue I, that don't I, worry i foresee that's a major problem if that doesn't get fixed
1: yeah Oh, well, they'll fix it. They'll get yeah. it fixed. It's just a matter of sometimes the only way you can increase the priorities, make a little bit of noise. Or I'm glad it happened on a test net. I hope it's fixed before mainnet. But that's why we have a test net. That's why it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it was legit. At first I was mad, but then the guy told me, he, he told me why he did it. And I said, okay. And then I calmed down.
0: Well, at least we know the party that did it. And it's not some yeah. malicious party that no one knows the identity of because that would be an issue.
1: Yeah. If anyone's interested, check out Why Cardano YouTube channel. It was pretty well made. It was pretty clever. Uh, I, I admit I calmed down, but it was important <laughs> to get that. It was important to make that point because the developers don't always agree with the community on what's important. <laughs> so that guy demonstrated yeah. how important it is. Definitely, definitely. He's like, okay, you don't believe me? I'm going to show you. And then he, he got me. He, he even said he picked it on purpose. He made his point. He made his point. point. He made his point. (laughs) So. Point taken, Mr. Y Cardano. Thank (laughs) you for that.
0: (laughs) Rick, I don't know if we want to talk about it this episode, but there have been a lot of there's a lot of conversation on crypto Twitter. Crypto Twitter can be extremely toxic at times. And you show the decentralization map of Daedalus. And I just want to preface this to say that to everyone in this community, everyone that's new. Don't fall for FUD, but also the number of Bitcoin in your wallet doesn't correlate with intelligence. It's, they're not directly correlated. So just because you have you're you're rich or you're Bitcoin rich or you're Ethereum rich doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. Doesn't mean that you are educating yourself when you're putting out tweets.
1: And uh, yeah, I know guys like Tone Vey, but I'm not going to beat up on him because he's not here to defend himself.
0: That is true. <laughs> that is true. But, but
1: you know when people say stuff like. Uh, Cardano isn't decentralized. The only node that matters is the node at the IOHK office. Obviously, he didn't look at that network map I just showed. Did that look decentralized? Did that look centralized to you? That looked pretty decentralized to me. Yes. But I don't need some oligarch of Bitcoin trying to dictate to me what's decentralized and what's not decentralized. That is true. (laughs) I picked those two words on purpose. The oligarch of Bitcoin is trying to dictate to me what decentralized means. I'm sorry, pal. I subscribe to a different definition.
0: (laughs) Oh, definitely. Definitely.
1: We just need to get it (laughs) right. Not when you have 70% of the Bitcoin mining going on in China (laughs) and it's not even
0: profitable. Of course. So, that one entity that he's talking about that could shut down Cardano, which it can't because that's not how the protocol works, there's actually one entity that could um, shut down Bitcoin theoretically. And it's called the Chinese Communist Party. And they can come in and. (laughs)
1: It's called the Chinese Electricity Company. (laughs) 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 They can shut down Bitcoin. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, no more power for you, pal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, to be honest, though, in its current state, Cardano is still highly dependent on IOHK, although Jormungandr can run on its own and the Shelly testnet can run on its own, yeah. right? So we'll we'll be there in about a month or two. I wouldn't be talking smack if I didn't see the writing on the wall. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, yeah, you, yeah it's there. Be, because of the way the testnets operate, the way Gander operated, completely decentralized. No one could shut it down if you just want to keep it running. You just keep it running.
0: Very true. Very true.
1: Okay. And the way the current uh, Shelly version that came out 10 days ago, the way that's running, you just keep it running.
0: Yes. Yes. No yes. one to shut it down. Yes.
1: Good point. So Good point. We'll be in really good shape in about August uh, 3rd. Oh, that was the dates. That was the dates. Around, August 3rd. And uh, here's then, my guess. You know, yeah. I like to stick a number on it, right? I think by August 3rd, it's very much in line with the timeline that that was put out by IOHK. Somewhere around August 3rd, plus or minus a couple days, you're going to see the mainnet software drop and the the genesis will drop. The pool operators will be responsible for taking care of the topology. And uh, and they'll be able to do it because they've got a lot of practice. So I've I've got faith the pool operators are going to pull it off. I got faith they're going to do it. So you're going to see the mainnet software drop probably by August 5th, right around August 3rd, plus or minus a couple of days. And then IOHK will bring up the primary nodes. They're going to set the D parameter to D equals 1, which means not decentralized. And the IOHK nodes will, the federated nodes will take care of the network. Those first two Epic, Epic 0 and Epic 1, as pool operators bring their pools online. And then as those 10 days, 5 to 10 days elapse, and you see all the pools like the picture I showed earlier, those 300 pools, they're going to have to rebuild those pools. And they will. They can do it. I know they can do it. They're going to rebuild those pools. And then a D parameter is going to start counting down. D equals 0.9, 0.8, 0.7. Or it might go 0.8, 0.6, 0.4. And every epoch, it's going to drop until D equals 0.0. So somewhere around August 18th, you'll start seeing rewards uh, coming in. They might be lower than what's expected, and then they'll gradually ramp up because the IHK federated nodes will not collect rewards. But I don't know if the blocks will produce rewards for the stakers. But um, then over th- from the middle of August to about the middle of September, you'll see the complete decentralization take place. D equals zero. And then one of the software releases, they'll they'll just remove the D parameter, but it's a very responsible way of taking the network from a centralized environment to a decentralized environment. I think it's going to work well. I think that's a good roadmap. Because the pool operators are smart, man. These pool operators know what they're doing. They got this. They got
0: Yes, yes. Been putting in a lot of work. Been putting in a lot of work, for sure.
1: For sure. They've been working their butts off, man. You got like 500 people putting in a good 10 to 20 hours a week, sometimes 10 hours a day you're looking at several thousand hours worth of effort a week and they're relentless. Yeah. They won't let up. They won't let up. Yeah. We have a, we have a large community.
0: We have a large community. We have a large passionate community within Cardano. So it's worth it for people to spend that extra time building out their nodes, building out their businesses, because in the long run, it may be uh, a viable venture for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I think most people have come to the conclusion: short term, you're going to have to put in a blood, sweat, and tears and take it a loss. But long term, it's definitely worth it. Short term, there's some penalties to be paid.
0: <laughs> Excited now, to move forward. Excited to move forward. Yeah,
1: should we check chat and then review what what else we're going to hit on? Yeah,
0: let's do that. Let's do that.
1: Uh, Opa Sink said, "There's no way for users to stake and get rewards." with five-day epics by August 18th under your hypothesis. I I agree, huh? Old Pa, you're probably right. I don't know why, but he's usually right. So <laughs> may, my numbers might be off a little. Old Pa, hit us with some numbers if you got it, man. I trust your math. I trust your work. I've seen it before. <laughs> but I'm thinking by about August 18th, maybe August 20th, you'll start seeing rewards coming out on mainnet. But if old Pa got better numbers, I will take his numbers over mine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just be honest with you. All
0: right. Carl says, what do we feel about five-day epochs given that we've been testing with multi in a day?
1: I think five-day epochs will be more stable. It'll allow for stability. One-day epochs was testing so you could do things faster. Otherwise, it would take 10 days for an operator to bring a pull-up and find out, ooh, I made a mistake. 10 days to find out you made a mistake is way too long.
0: Oh, definitely. I I think that all, and also looking at it from a price perspective, future investors, having one day epochs encourages people to just jump in and out of the ecosystem. Five days allows them to stay for longer periods of time. It allows us to build a better base. And I think that investments will be longer termed as opposed to, I just want to get in there for a couple of days, get a rewards and then jump out. Well, let me wait until the end of an epoch. Wait, let me let me do another one. Let me do another one. I think that that payment period is going to it's going to benefit the price long term because it's going to allow more people to stay within the ecosystem.
1: It will, and I think I think it will allow people to develop a rhythm to where you can they can pick a pool they would like to stake with, allow it to play out 10 days, take a look back and say how did that do, or they can stake across five or six different pools, wait 10 days and see which pool they got better rewards or what went well and then make a shift. And what'll happen over six months to a year is you'll start to see a rhythm form as to when people stake or move their stake or not move their stake. And when they pull stake out to sell or they buy more ADA to put into stake, you'll start to see patterns develop and then you'll see people start to analyze those patterns. And uh, I think a year from now, to be really interesting. I think it'll be really interesting to see how, see those patterns develop and what people are doing. Right now with one day, it's kind of like, there's not a lot of pattern to it. It's just uh, either set it and forget it or move it every day to find the best one. Yes. You
0: know? Yes. You're right. You're right.
1: Oh, man. Vahid Abdi asks, what is your price prediction of you guys for the beginning of August? I can't do price predictions on here. We can't man, do I don't know. No. Can we do that? We can't <laughs> do that, can we? I
0: don't think so. I don't think so. I think we should. Be, yeah. Well, Philippe I, I,
1: and I are accountable for our, what comes out of our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of us are financial advisors, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some recommendations in chat. So feel free to make a recommendation in chat.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Wild says Ledger support for Yodoi or Daedalus? Ledger support is going to be for Yodoi for sure. I mean, it's it's for Yodoi currently, and Daedalus, it should be right around the corner. I mean, I, I don't know if that's a priority feature right now, but Ledger support will come to Daedalus eventually and for all those new people that are storing ada make sure that you store it in a either Daedalus or yodoy or use a hardware wallet i encourage people to get it off of exchanges especially when staking starts i don't think that the exchanges are going to be first to the door with their staking pools so if you really want to get if you really want to start that ros period that return on stake period get it inside Daedalus, get it inside yodoy if you're paranoid about hardware, wallet security, use Yoroi and start delegating. And you'll have a better time using the Cardano ecosystem outside of the exchanges than you will within the ecosystem. Because, I mean, within like Binance or Bittrex or Coinbase or whatever happens in the future, you know, there's going to be more information about Voltaire, which is the voting and governance coming out later this month. And you're only going to be able to vote. And have a say in this ecosystem if you're using the Daedalus, Yodois and all the tertiary wallets that exist within the Cardano ecosystem. So please keep that in mind. If you want to be involved, get familiar with Daedalus, get familiar with Yodoi.
1: Yes. And if you're a pool operator using Daedalus and you want to have funds for this mainnet candidate that's being tested over the next several days, we're going to use a snapshot for this version of the testnet. That was from like in middle of June. So a lot of people weren't prepared for that. And if you had your funds behind uh, Ledger or Trezor, then you won't have funds on this snapshot or you won't have funds that are reachable. But they have a plan. Sam and the people who run the pool operator stuff, they're distributing funds out. So don't worry if you don't have funds um, because it's like a the mainnet candidate is like a real mainnet I don't think there will be a faucet, or if there is a faucet, they're going to have to make it with real snapshot ADA on the test net. It's complicated, but there won't be a magic faucet like there was before, because on the previous test nets, you just hit this magic faucet and money flies out of it. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Yay. I don't think this test net will have the magic faucet. You're going to have, they're going to get funds distributed out to the pool operators so that you'll be able to create your pool. Watch out for that for the next couple of days. Keep your eye on the channels, and that way you can use it. Because uh, my my uh, funds were on the ledger and treasure, and so I don't have them on the main net. I'm going to have to beg, borrow, and steal to get the pools built on the main net candidate. Okay. <laughs> Not steal, beg, borrow. <laughs> <Not> st- <laughs> can't steal it. It's impossible. <laughs> All right. One so quick, that was good. One we quick could, comment. What else? We got Goguen come. Oh yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, Goguen. Yeah, 120 days Goguen. But before that, I just wanted to watch, let everyone know that's new. Watch out for scams. No one's giving you free ADA. This is scamming period. The thieves are out. No such thing as fake ADA giveaways. Use the official IOHK or Emergo Twitter or the Cardano Foundation Twitter. Download the wallet from official sources, Wallet.io, or you go to the Yoroi wallet and uh, make sure that you're you have extra precautions. No one's giving out free money. Guarantee it. No one's giving out free money.
1: Yes. And it's been really bad this week. What the scammers are doing it's, is they're taking pictures of people who are well-known in crypto. And they, they put a, a QR code and someone who's well-known in crypto. And they say, hey, s- send .01 Bitcoin to this wallet address to enter to win. I'm like, Ugh. no one does that with cash. No one does that with credit cards. Therefore, you would think logic would say no one does that with crypto. But people do fall for those scams. And what we did is we gave we gave YouTube a hard time. As a matter of fact, you know what, Philippe? If we don't have ads turned off already, remember we were talking about that last week? Yes. Let's make sure we turn ads off on YouTube. Okay. But just, to, just to get rid of those daggum scams. So if they're not already off, as soon as we get off the air here, I'm going to make sure the ads are turned off because it's like...
0: Yeah. I don't want yeah.
1: them scammers showing up on our channel.
0: <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So the that's scammers, just
1: one yeah. more reason to get rid of them. <laughs> true.
0: That's very true. Very I'd true. I'd
1: rather have people watching than not watching to get rid yeah. of them. <laughs> true. True. Because we'll get tagged. I would hate to see a Cardano effect video that has one of them daggum scam ads on it. I would just. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's not a good, it's not a good association. It's not.
1: We not want a on- professional
0: here show right here. We don't need any of those scams.
1: Yeah. Oh, so we were going to talk about Gogan coming up. Wasn't that yeah. one of the things hot yeah. on the menu?
0: Yes. When's so, that coming up? 120 days last time I checked. So, and within four months, I mean, it's less time than that because I said 120 days last podcast, but within four months, Gogan should be out. There is a Gogan calendar and uh, I think we're looking at around November and that Makes sense because four months puts us in November and December. Corporations usually take that time off for holidays and whatnot. Things may be a little bit different this year due to COVID-19, everyone's staying and working. But I don't expect a lot of stuff to be getting done in the in the December time period because of holidays. So, But we should be expecting smart contracts in that November area and then like the main net early Q1. Not 100% sure. But uh, Voltaire, Gogan, and Shelley all are gonna hit in 2020, which is wonderful. So this project is kind of wrapping up its initial roadmap this year. This year. Everything else is just gonna be icing on the cake.
1: Yep. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a guess, Philippe. If Gogan releases within four months, you'll see a Dex on Cardano by the end of the year. You think so? I think so. Because the Plutus Playground has been open for two years now, and developers like to develop. And I reckon there's a number of developers out there who are already looking at the code and figuring out how to build that thing. And once they have enough of a testnet or the mainnet to launch it on, then you're going to see some magic happen. That is
0: that's exciting. I think they
1: will. That's just a guess on my part, but I've not. I've been been. I've been doing okay on guesses. I've been doing okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Umed is there? Hey, Umed. Any anything in chat? I don't want to get too far off. Carl that's, agrees with me. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> and DeFi too. Oh well, I mean, people
0: are going to have to build DeFi solutions, but uh, if smart contracts are released, I I anticipate that there are going to be DeFi solutions that start. And yeah. people start building these kind of things.
1: What what is what is DeFi? Is that like people decentralized finance stocks? Like uh, you can purchase shares of a company on the blockchain without having to go through all those other mugs out there?
0: I mean, how I understand DeFi, it's more like uh investing your crypto. You can loan out crypto, um, you can earn interest on your crypto. So, like, for example, if you have Ethereum and I think there's a site called I don't know if it's BlockFi or something like that. You 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 can use your crypto, you 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 deposit it and you earn interest on there. And you can also lend a crypto, you can also borrow crypto. So it's about like this using crypto as a leveraging tool in order to to build interest on on your initial investment. And the the lucrative thing about DeFi is that DeFi has a lot higher returns than traditional investment vehicles like certificates of deposits at banks or um, any sort of things that you do at banks, even keeping your money in a savings account. But also it's a lot more risky because crypto is extremely volatile. But I mean, that's my basic knowledge of DeFi. And those investment solutions, those investment vehicles that we're providing to people is going to allow a lot of institutional money to come in. So people may put their 401k in the future in these crypto DeFi projects that maybe maybe split it amongst multiple different crypto projects and offer higher returns. So,
1: yeah, I, I yeah. would like to see it go in the 401k, not necessarily for higher returns, but for lower taxes, which becomes higher returns because you're paying less taxes, right? Yes. yes. So, yeah, that would be interesting to see that occur. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see that part.
0: It's extremely important here because there are so many traders that like leverage and, you know, that whole thing with uh, BitMEX and people using leverage trading. Like a lot of people don't own a lot of crypto, but they're leveraging lots of crypto in order to trade. And if we offer these types of solutions, maybe that can provide increased liquidity within Cardano.
1: They can. And, you know, old pa Sink just touched on something very important. It reminded me of earlier this week. He says that DeFi and CeFi is the thing right now. No reason to not get 8.6% on stable coins. And there's some very safe ways to make that happen right now. Did you see Charles Hoskinson's video earlier this week, the whiteboard that he did with connecting chains where he talked about Litecoin? And, for example, there were so many things that came out of that video. I was like, oh, my God, he's got more stuff in his back pocket. <laughs> but basically you could uh, people are using Litecoin here's an example one of the examples he gave people who use Litecoin can send the Litecoin into the Cardano blockchain it becomes wrapped Litecoin then it carries weight that can be used for voting then you can provide voting as a service to Litecoin on Cardano because you have the voting on Cardano but Litecoin being a first gen doesn't really have the technologies in there to do it so then they can use that to provide votes then they can move the wrapped Litecoin back uh, on the Litecoin blockchain, as long as it provides, as long as it, when it comes into Cardano, it provides the, uh, was it the zero knowledge proof or the pow Nipopow? nipa Nipopow. Nipopows, yeah. Nipopow, Nipopows, yeah. It provides Non-interactive
0: the, proofs of proof of work or something yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and that was really cool. And the one thing that really, I was really glad to hear, I don't know what the effects will be, but I was really glad to hear that- Native assets. Let's say you make something like an ERC-20 token on Cardano. It will be treated the same as ADA. And when you send it, you can take the transaction fees out of the native asset. And the reason I like that idea is because when I used to trade ERC-20 tokens, I always had to chase them around with ETH. So if if I went on to the Saturn network and I bought some ERC-20 tokens, then I wanted to move them out. I had to have ETH in that wallet or I had to send the ETH to move the ERC-20. And that became annoying. And I thought, this is too complicated for the average person to use on a regular basis. Because uh, for me, it wasn't too complicated. It was inconvenient. But I thought, yeah. So then what happened is I had little bits of ETH dust in one wallet over here and had a little bit of ETH dust in that wallet over there. Then I would move a little bit of ETH around to clean up all the dust. And, you know, sometimes I spent more money getting rid of the dust than I spent moving the ERC 20 token. Yeah. And the gas and the gas prices and all that kind of stuff thrown in there. Um, Rick, I, I completely understand.
0: You know, I've used those products recently. I had an ERC 20 token that I'm, I'm doing cleanup. I'm wrapping things up and I had it in my crypto and um, I needed to move it to Metamask or something like that. But I didn't have eth in in my my crypto wallet. so I couldn't send that ERC 20 token somewhere else. And then I'm thinking, I need to get eth right now, and I have to log into Coinbase, buy a little bit of eth, wait for it to settle, then send it. And it's just it, it's very convoluted process. and it takes a lot of time, and you have to remember that you have to have little eth dust floating everywhere. And uh, it's it's really annoying. It is It was annoying. the
1: gas that's killing me. And I'm is, not a knucklehead. Yeah. I'm not a knucklehead. I would say, okay, all right, I want to move that out. And I was using MetaMask and the Saturn Network wallet, which is pretty good, by the way, the, their version of that wallet. And I was also using the web. So MetaMask. Oh, yeah, I was using the MetaMask web wallet and the, the wallet that Saturn uses. And I would move it over to move the ERC20 token and I'd say, oh, how much ETH do I need? I need 0.0134 and then I move it and I said, oh, now I got to pay the gas, which is, you know, 12,000 GUI or 1,200 GUI or yeah. six GUI or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah," and you miss one zero and poof, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how many zeros did I just type in? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, yeah. I'm <laughs> thankful that Cardano only put six. Space, six places to the right of the decimal point. Thank you very much. And I'm also glad that you allow the native to- token to have self-propulsion. Um, and some people might say, well, then how does that add to the value of ADA? Right? They might say, well, then, but that doesn't force the value of ADA to go up because you don't have to burn ADA. Here's how it adds to the value of ADA. Common sense. Common sense goes a long way. Just use the native token to burn it. If I buy something in U.S. dollars, I don't have to give them yen to give them a dollar. I just give them a dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I buy something in yen, I don't have to say, "Here's my yen." Oh, here, by the way, here's a dollar to pay for my yen. That's what the hell
0: is that? It's what is no, that? It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I'm glad Cardano figured it out.
0: <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's also um, it's common sense. It's also a uh, um, a, a matter of time and speed. You've ever been moving your crypto assets all day and you like just set a set a block in your calendar like, oh, this whole morning I'm going to spend moving this asset over here. It's, it's an extremely tedious process. And then as soon as you get on my crypto, they give you all these options, how fast you want your ETH to get this, how fast you want your C20 token to move, whether you want it very slow or very quick. You have to have the ETH in your wallet. We need a faster blockchain. We need something that provides that speed and people are eventually going to use it. Back in 2017, you know, I used to buy Bitcoin and then move it around. When I realized that Bitcoin took too long to move, then I bought Ethereum and moved it around. Then I bought Litecoin and moved it around. Just to, not because I was invested in those tokens, but that's how I got money off to different exchanges in a quicker manner with less fees. And I think that if we provide the gateway or that railway to allow these assets to move within the Cardano ecosystem, and then people say, wow, let me just try ADA instead, because it's just going to work better. It's going to be quicker. Then that's how we achieve this kind of network effect and get more people within the Cardano ecosystem.
1: Yeah. Keep it simple for the users. Yes. Keep it simple. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. (laughs) Definitely keep it simple. Make it easy. Here's my Visa card. Oh, well, here's my MasterCard to pay for my Visa card. That's how crypto works. <laughs> I never had to do that before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Do we need to roll to the news? Check okay. Reddit. What do we want to hit next? I got Reddit top 10 over here. All let right, right. Let's, let's hit it. Okay. And uh, any questions, let us know in chat. We'll make sure we get through those. That's why we do our live stream. I know you guys enjoy having a conversation in chat, but we'd also like to answer questions that we can and uh, questions that we can't. Other folks in chat can also help us answer those. Uh, Let's see. I've got Reddit up sorted by top this week. My top post is from South Rye. Yes. (laughs) He says, we understand the market is up. Please stop posting screenshots and self post about it. Thank you, South Rye. South Rye is a great moderator. He's a community <laughs> moderator. He does this for free. <laughs> <laughs> but the market went crazy earlier this week. It did. It did. I was surprised. I was like, whoa, <laughs> where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. So I think what caused that was people's confidence that, oh, look, Cardano is going to deliver. It's yes. delivering. Yes. Even though we proved it six months ago with the ITN, it took all of a sudden other people were like, whoa.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So I think the, that's The why.
0: fundamentals are great with this project. The only yeah. issue with this project has been delivering on time. Yeah. But now that products are actually coming, it's just uphill from here.
1: Yeah. Me and Colin Christian talked about that that increase in price earlier this week and We thought, is this a pump and dump? And I said, no, I think ADA is just going to the spot where it belongs. Agreed. Agreed. And that's what happened. Agreed. And we're still
0: not where we belong because there are a few projects above us that shouldn't be above us. I mean.
1: Yeah. Well, it's getting, it'll, it'll get there. It'll get there. Once the technology is real, when people see it, then it'll continue moving to where it belongs. But they get, people got to see it first.
0: You heard Ethereum 2.0 is not, it may not be released until next year. Gee, I wonder why.
1: No, I, I, I've i not heard that. Uh, last I heard that it was coming out in a couple of months. Um, wh- what's going on? What's going on with that?
0: Um, I just heard that I think Vitalik had a talk or someone from the Ethereum Foundation had a talk and says that Ethereum 2.0 won't be ready, may not be ready until 2021, That's right. which I, yeah, I mean, that's fine. They're going to be ready when they're ready, but- if we can deliver Shelly, which we are next month, everyone's going to start staking and we can hit smart contracts, then we can start competing, I think. I, you know, We still have a long way to go, but when it comes to the smart contract platform, I think that we can take some of the market share from Ethereum if we deliver what we're supposed to deliver this year.
1: Yeah and and ethereum will still uh, will still be doing fine just because ethereum moves from number 2 to number 3 as cardano moves into that number 2 spot that doesn't mean that ethereum failed it just means that they didn't build their protocol right in the first place like cardano did that's all that means it's not i'm not trying to be mean i'm just saying that's what it is <laughs> Okay, just because Cardano replaces Bitcoin at number one does not mean Bitcoin <laughs> failed. It simply means that Cardano moved yeah. into number one and Bitcoin is still doing perfectly fine <laughs> at number two. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? You think I'm kidding? I'm
0: not kidding. <laughs> I know you're not, Rick. I know you're not.
1: And Yeah, and it's not unrealistic either. I mean, look at every look at every other industry on planet Earth. The automobile industry, any technology, iPhones. Cars, finances. There's a number one, you know, 50 years ago, all of the number ones that were number one 50 years ago aren't number one anymore. The number one vacuum was a Hoover. When's the last time you bought a Hoover? (laughs) (laughs) Times change.
0: (laughs) That is true. That is
1: true. The number one car 50 years ago was made by GM. When's the last time you got a GM? (laughs)
0: That was a great analogy. Great analogy.
1: (laughs) The number one cell phone 50 years ago was they didn't exist. It's true. Now, how many people have a wired phone right now? Not many. Nobody I know. Not many. (laughs) Not many. (laughs) Don't worry, Bitcoin. When you're no longer number one, it's okay. You'll be all right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's going to hurt a lot of people, though. A lot of people. But at the end of the day we're not saying that Bitcoin's going anywhere. It's not going to be one crypto that exists for eternity. It's going to be a lot of different cryptos. We're just talking about influence and market share. There are many different cars and many different cell phone companies. It's not winner takes all. It's going to be a lot of players in the game.
1: Yeah. Cardano might be able to help Bitcoin solve their speed problems. Five transactions per second. Okay. Well, Maybe you can move wrap BTC on Cardano and it'll move faster because last bull run, the transaction took, what, a day, day and a half? Yeah. For one transaction.
0: And very expensive as well.
1: 2017. It was very expensive, like $28. I did it. There was one transaction I did. It cost like $28, took a day and a half, and I stopped and said, what am I doing? Yeah. That $28, I instead I went and bought like a handful of Ethereum Classic. Yeah. I mean… It was proof of work. It moved quickly. It was easy to use. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. You're going to go with the better option, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll keep it. We'll keep it open.
1: Yeah. All right. So that was pretty good. That was our first Reddit post. We at? we are approaching the top. Of that we got about ten minutes left. Yes. Yes. All right. So thank you, Southride, for the market for man- for helping facilitate a good forum. That's what South Ride does for us. Thank you for that. Um, Green. So, when people get carried away, he kind of helps, you know, rope them in a little bit. Okay. okay. It's not censorship. It's just good practice. Yeah. Uh, oh, my second one's an ad. At least it's not a scam. <laughs> good job, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> the third one was uh, thoughts on cross-chain communication. What we just hit on. Side
0: chains, Nipa but, and Litecoin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there's so much that can be done with that cross-chain communication.
0: Rick, we're gonna to have to start getting used to saying input output global oh, instead yeah. of IOHK. I know it's it's a habit. We've been saying it for years, but I think we have to say input output global now.
1: Yes, input output global, IOG. Yes and IO. I think input output is a great it rolls off the tongue. Input output.
0: Bam. Yeah. Input output.
1: Input I need to get a shirt, man. I don't have a I I don't have a IOHK shirt. Or an IOHK. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get an IOG shirt. Yeah. I need an IOG shirt. Then I'll remember. (laughs) (laughs) One person says, am I the only one that's seen Charles last AMA game changer? Yes, it is. Nobody realizes it yet. That was from Reddit user re Yes, it is a real game changer. What was our transactions per second speed? I came up with about 28 on average high and low based on the information put out by Duncan, but it depends on different factors, that are affecting the blockchain that dep- determines your transaction speed. So currently we're looking at 28 and the low is about 18, depending on how fragmented the transaction is. Okay. But it's still between 4X and 15X faster than Ethereum. 4X to 15X faster than Ethereum. Sounds pretty good to me. With, with the security properties of Bitcoin. We're, it's early in the game, man. Between 4 and 15 times faster than Ethereum... With the same security properties as Bitcoin. Think about it. You're dropping facts. You're That's dropping all I got to say, man. That's all yeah. I got to say. And in one month, it'll be on mainnet. Very true. Very true. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Uh, not financial else on, advice. Yeah, not financial <laughs> advice. Only technology <laughs> analysis. Yes. Technology, not technical analysis. Technology analysis. <laughs> all right check chat real quick we've got okay. any questions in there comments a few more reddit posts and we'll be wrapping up for the day we appreciate everyone being here yes or tube says what do you think of max kaiser and tone vase behavior lately i used to like max k but it's really childish i agree or tube it's been kind of i mean bitcoin maxi that's all we can say about that i mean not everybody's like that fortunately we have roger veer is still out there
0: I think there's a way to disagree with people with, you you can disagree with people, but like you say, you have to be agreeable and you can't be slandering people while you're disagreeing with them. I think there's, there's something to be said about that. You know, like Max Kaiser can, can have his opinions about what he believes in, about uh, the PPP program, which is fine, but I think that. When you start comparing people to the morality of Jeffrey Epstein because they took a PPP loan, I think that's where you you kind of lose me. I mean, what's Ugh. the what's the what's the correlation? I don't understand what the correlation is. Like yeah. Jeffrey Epstein and then taking a PPP loan. What what? How do you weigh those things? Yeah, in, in your mind, that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: No, no, you know? it's I can't even remember what the name for that kind of comparison is. It's a terrible comparison. Yeah, you don't take the absolute scum of the earth and you yeah. compare somebody who's trying to build a business and you compare them. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just absurd. Yeah, that's so, all I can say about it. It's absurd. Yeah, I would never. I would never make a comparison like that. I, I may have, but you know, if I screw up, at least I admit it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You got to recognize that. That's not.
1: That's not good behavior. Yeah, it's not. I don't know where that comes from either, making those kind of comparisons. Wow. You know, if someone was saying, hey, we're, we're doing loans. If you want to start a stake pool and we're going to give out loans and then you make fun of someone, oh, you had to take a loan to start a stake pool. No, they're smart. They did that on purpose. You know, they used it. The, it was there. I, and yeah. I, I I get what Charles means. I'm not defending taking a PPP loan, but he said it very clearly. If I If my competitors take that loan, which they did. And then he doesn't and he can use that loan to fund employees and projects fine do it and people say well and and i heard arguments that people say oh well bitcoin didn't take that loan because bitcoin's decentralized guess what bitcoin has been living off chinese subsidized power for a couple years now that's a loan
0: (laughs) rick i saw a lot of messages on crypto twitter about people using their their stimulus check to buy bitcoin so i don't know what's the difference I mean, PPP loan, stimulus checks. I mean, well, government different. money is flowing <laughs> in regardless, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, I mean, oh. it, it's the same, but kind of different. Like, yeah, if, I guess if they use their stimulus check to buy Bitcoin, that was yeah. smart. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: taking the PPP loan is also yeah, So I, <laughs> I, say, well, I got a stimulus check. I can convert this into Bitcoin and then I have something that what's that money going to be worth? When you print $6 trillion, what's going to happen two years from now? <laughs> You're going to have hyperinflation. Right now, a taco costs a dollar. Two years from now, it'll cost $2 because of the hyperinflation surrounding it. Yeah. Bitcoin is still going to be worth 10 k <laughs> at number three. <laughs> oh, wait, did I just circle back to that again? <laughs> yeah. The Bitcoin will still be worth $10,000 two years from now. <laughs> I'm, oh, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. I'm sorry. Who, who's I got keeping care? those
0: miners on? I mean, who's keeping those ASIC mining machines on?
1: Because- uh, here's I'll give you an example. Some people say their miners are staying on because they're using green power, which is not entirely accurate. I've read up on that. Then they're selling that electricity back. Well, that means they're not making money on Bitcoin. They're making money on selling electricity. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to mine Bitcoin to sell electricity. They're they're unrelated. I don't understand. <laughs> If you're making money by selling electricity, that means you're not making money because you're selling your bitcoins back.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good point. Very
1: good point. Very I was confused. Point. It's too hard to explain on Twitter in a tiny little box.
0: Oh, it is. It is. It is. It is. And they say,
1: well, they're not selling the Bitcoin, they're selling the power. Okay. Well, they can sell power without mining Bitcoin, and then they could sell more power. You could yeah. sell more electricity because you didn't burn it on Bitcoin. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll take a while. They'll get it eventually. It'll soak in. Yeah. Plus those ASICs, you know, they say if you combine the Bitcoin hashing, it's as powerful as the top 50 supercomputers, the the other top 50 supercomputers on, on the planet. Well, the problem is those are ASICs. You can't do general purpose computing with them. You can't compare them. That's like me trying to compare the horsepower of a scarab to the horsepower of a canoe. You can't compare them. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, they're one-purpose
0: machines. They do one
1: yeah. task, and it's that's an mine. Your Bitcoin, yeah, yeah. They can't. They it, can't do any other computation. Yeah. <laughs> it solves the difficulty puzzle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And a couple other things within the context of the Bitcoin algorithm, but yes, yeah. You can't use it for much else because it has a very specific purpose, and it's good at it. But then, that, and that's fine but the landfills are starting to fill up with them.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> and people say Cardano isn't decentralized. Have you ever seen a Bitmain facility? <laughs> so yeah. Google that. Yeah. Or Bing it, actually. Don't use Google. Use Bing or DuckDuckGo and look up a a Bitmain Bitcoin mining facility. It's yeah. giant warehouse after warehouse. Have you ever seen a picture of a pool operator node? Yeah. It's a little rock pie. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I got a rock pie. Run Cardano. (laughs) Just as secure as Bitcoin. (laughs) 10 watts. Yeah. Instead of like 2 billion watts.
0: (laughs) It's true. That is true. Um, Dude,
1: I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying.
0: No, the facts are the facts. The facts are the facts. We can't bury our head in the sand. Nope. Yeah. So.
1: If Cardano screwed up, me and Philippe will tell you. And we have when we, we have, have told
0: you in the pe- in the past.
1: And if Cardano's this, doing it right, we'll also tell you that too.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. This podcast is not all flowers. When we have to get at IO Global or Cardano Foundation or Emergo, we do it. We do it with pride. And we we put it out there whether people like it or not, whether they think we're spreading fud or not, we call it out, we see it, we call it how we see it. And if Cardano messes up, we're going to call it how we see it. Like it the ticker thing. Who
1: would you rather bit. hear it from? Who would you rather hear about the ticker thing? Who you from you would rather hear it from me and Philippe? Yeah. Would you rather hear from it from we even go, a molten tar monster? <laughs> <laughs> Although we have our friendly neighborhood molten tar monster in chat, that's our good guy tar monster. <laughs> okay. Um. On to uh. Oh, so Goguen's this year. That means Charles will be going on Joe Rogan. That was the saying. Rogan after Gogan.
0: Rogan after Gogan.
1: Okay. Anything else on Reddit? Let's see. There was a lot on Reddit. Okay. Cardano in Africa and its digital ID and DeFi future. That kind of ties into Itala. What's the deal with the Prism thing? Yeah, I I downloaded the app and there's not much to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've had this debate with people already um, on Twitter and on Telegram. It's an identity-based solution. So it builds your digital identity. So I think it's a customized product for governments and institutions in order to, it's marketed towards the unbanked population first of all, so it allows them to build identity credentials. So, do unbanked say, people
1: have cell phones?
0: Um, yes, yes, okay, yes. So you know, um, yes, yes, definitely. I mean, the debate as to whether or not Atala is is going to affect the price of Ada or in uh, or interact with Ada, I argue that it's not. We're working on... Charles suggested getting the Prism team on the Cardano Effect podcast. I'm working on it. We're working on it. But um, the correlation is just not there for me. I cannot draw parallels between what the Atala project is and what Cardano is. Even if it's being used, even if it's building on the technology that Cardano offers, I don't really think that it has any influence on Ada or Will in the future. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We did have the New Balance... We did have the new balance thing that happened with the colored coins for ADA and it did not it did not even burn ADA every time someone registered a card. And that's a fact. I was checking the blockchain. So, you know, IO Global is a for-profit company as well. They sell solutions to companies. And we have to remember that they have a for-profit section of their business in which they generate revenue and they earn profit. And I anticipate that I.O. Global will go public someday. Off the products that they build, and then there's also Cardano. Yeah. They could you they could leverage technology from Cardano to build their solutions, but doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be any interaction between what's happening in Atala and what's happening in Cardano.
1: Yeah. Maybe in the future. I mean, maybe it will come together and just,
0: you know. Perhaps. I mean, I've I've seen suggestions of people being like, for example, um, the issue is getting these unbanked people within an ecosystem and then maybe offering them insurance projects on their fa- uh, on their business. But that doesn't work. Microfinance. There are plenty of articles, one written by someone at Stanford that shows that microfinance doesn't really work. Microfinance loans is this idea of big corporations providing these these subsidies or these loans to little mom-and-pop shops that are unbanked in various parts of the world. So you have a coffee farmer in Ethiopia, or you have a coffee farmer in Ghana, or somewhere that's extremely poor. You provide them a loan, and that's supposed to stimulate business. The problem with this model is that those loans, microfinance loans, are ex- they have extremely high interest, anywhere from 37% to 75%. So you're asking people that are unbanked, that are living on less than a few dollars a day on their income to take a loan in order to grow their business in an economy in which it's really difficult to grow your business. Let me offer you a loan and you better double up your sales in 30 or 60 days or we're not going to be doing business anymore. Now let's go to sub-Saharan Africa or someplace remote in Africa and offer a local coffee farmer or a local coffee picker money for a loan in order to grow their business, but where are they going to grow it to? Unless they start building an online storefront and selling those coffee beans internationally or moving, expanding their business, the clientele is extremely small. What happens in those situations, you start offering money, microfinance loans. So you go to an extremely poor country and you offer a hundred women $100 loan on 37% interest rate to buy sewing machines, to sew shirts, and sew various different types of um, equipment to sell. But all those women take those loans, and they're all competing against each other. And at the end of the, the term or the period, they have to pay what you paid them with interest, given that they're all competing with each other in a local niche environment, and they probably don't have autonomy over their own goods to start off with. How does that work? It Ends up failing a majority of the time. So this, 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 this approach that we have—that we're going to save the world by using microfinance in order to provide solutions for the poorest of the poor—we have to think about it carefully. We have to think about it carefully. It's it's not as easy as it sounds. It really isn't. And uh, to think that. You're just going to be, you know, profiting off of the unbanked populations by offering them loans on your ADA in the future. I think it's uh, it's a stretch. It's a stretch.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you're so well-versed in vi- business because you're a businessman. So you kind of get that picture, that perspective. Um, I look at it and I say, how would you loan money on crypto unless you have all of their data, all their personal data to enforce in- accountability to ensure that the loan gets repaid? It'll end up being the same as a fiat loan. The only the main difference is it will be you'll have a broader source on where you can get it from. Right now, someone might have a very limited number of places they can get a loan from. So what I see is crypto opening the market up for people to get loans from more sources. But the requirement to KYC, AML, fully identify themselves, have all the personal data, it's still going to be there. No one's going to loan money to an anonymous organization. They're going to say... What am I loaning this money for? What is my risk? You know, they got to wait. It's, it. they got to do all the same things that you have to do with fiat money is analyze risk, establish the credit of, or credit, which is the credibility of the person taking out the loan. Uh, the thing is with crypto, you could probably do it faster and you could probably increase competition from more sources if those kind of businesses grow on crypto. So, yeah. yeah so the whole microfinance, it has it. The same flaws you see on the microfinance flaws that Philippe just described on fiat would also have the same effect on crypto, but crypto might make it more competitive and have a lower cost.
0: Perhaps, perhaps. But I mean, what population are we targeting? Because the unbanked are living, are, are not the ones that are owning the equipment. Like, if we're going after the, the, the farm owners that actually own the farm they probably have some sort of banking solutions or some sort of way to access liquidity. So I understand that target market. But if we're going off the individual person that doesn't have any autonomy over the farm or the coffee plantation that they pick coffee beans from, then the loan has a high chance of just, it's just not going through. I mean, they're not gonna be able to repay on those high interest rates and they're gonna be high regardless if it's in crypto or fiat. I, I ask any one of you, loan me ADA. I'm in the middle of Africa or I'm in the middle of Southeast Asia or I'm in the middle of South America and I'll get you your money back. I have this great business plan. Would you do it? Would you do it? And if you would do it, you're going to charge me a high interest rate. I guarantee it. It's not going to be a 1% interest rate.
1: You know, I, I hadn't thought of that because, you know, if staking rewards are 6% and I, let's say I loaned you 1,000 ADA, I would have to expect higher than 6% interest, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Otherwise, I just threw my money away. If I'm only getting 1% return, I could have staked it uh, at 6%. Why would I loan it out for 1%? (laughs) That's true. That is true. So that kind of leads to you would have to use a stable coin that's backed either by fiat or backed by the utility of the stable coin, right? Yeah. So you wouldn't want to use your staking coin to give out loans. I'm thinking, I just kind of thought of that while you were explaining it. Otherwise, you'd have to loan it at 7% or higher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's there's a risk that that
0: loan, that you don't get paid back for that loan. So it has to be higher than 7% because yeah. you're only taking a 1% jump off of staking. And I rather would sit in and staking if there's not a guarantee that I'm going to get my money back. Mm-hmm. And that's why those microfinance loans are so high. But I mean, it's not just a sub-Saharan African problem or uh, uh, a third world country problem. I mean, how many of you can just flip your business and double up your your revenue and your profit just by getting a loan? It's extremely difficult. It's extremely difficult. It's not guaranteed. And that's what you would need to do. You would need to double up your business in order to pay back a 35 to 70 percent loan in order to justify getting the loan in the first place
1: yeah and you know what that kind of reminds me of something else um you know what's going on with the uh, tether usdt there was something earlier this week about the Tether. it does tether have the billions of dollars to back did you see those news articles yeah yeah i i'm, I'm familiar with those so right now tether is sitting at so their market cap is $9.2 billion, Their supply is $9.1 billion. Okay, that makes sense. I'm cool with that. But is it actually backed by dollars? I think that was the article that came out. I'm not 100% sure it is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to FUD it because I don't know much about it. But I saw a few articles come out related to that. Is it actually backed? And I think it's coming under scrutiny. And I think that's where we're at. Yeah. I hope it's backed. That was the context right tether's yeah. supposed to be backed by dollars i guess we'll find out if somebody goes to jail <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's having in crypto man these yeah. people do some shady stuff they um, need to go to jail and they say okay now all right that's accountability <laughs> rick uh, the stable coin tether is number three on
0: coin market cap that tells you all you need to know there's it, definitely something is not adding up here it's not adding up
1: yeah we're that Bill, where did that nine point one billion dollars come from, and how are they, how are they turning a profit? You don't just take yeah. nine point one billion and chuck it in a, in a box under your bed or something and say, yeah. okay, I'm going to make money off of this now. Yeah, doesn't work like that. They're making money off it somehow. Yeah, it's it's know. strange.
0: It's strange. <laughs> well, hopefully, if we have a stable coin within Cardano, it follows more of a mathematical approach that. You can verify the funds in the the stablecoin represent what the stablecoin is. So, like I know there's USDC from the Coinbase on Coinbase, and they're actually backed. Um, but I, I think it's important for us to be backed one to one by whatever asset that we decide to peg it to. Uh, I think that's going to be important.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would have so. to be. Yeah. Or. or- um, I remember how th- that die stable coin actually worked pretty good. I don't think it's backed by dollars, but uh, it has an algorithm in there that the yeah. more people buy, sell, trade, it causes it to adjust and hang out around a dollar.
0: Yeah, yeah, that
1: would be interesting to see on Cardano. Yeah, that would be that would be. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how they did that. All right, I think we got everything uh, we covered for okay. today, and okay. we've gone just over our hour mark. I think. We're Sorry, that's my fault. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. As long as we got the news covered, the latest developments, I think we're good. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you, everyone. This is episode... 97 of the Cardano Effect podcast. We've been around for a while and we appreciate all of those that have helped support us along the way and all those new listeners and viewers. Please remember to like, comment, and share. And this is available on all audio streaming platforms as well. This is our weekly live stream series and Rick and I will continue to produce Cardano Effect episodes. We really appreciate you. You have a wonderful weekend and hopefully the price continues to go up. We've been having great news and there are a lot of videos from the IOHK Cardano Virtual Summit, Shelley edition. Remember Shelley, Gogan, Voltaire all this year. Enjoy everyone until the next episode of the Cardano Effect. Bye.